now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. It is Matt Mosley, the Matt Mosley Show. Mike Craven joining us from Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine. And uh, Mike, great to have you. Lots of, they got the coaching carousel going on. We got championship belts being passed out in the Big 12, WWE style championship belt. That announcement went out today. Mike, where are you on WWE? And uh, did this excite you? The fact that there will be the, the most uh, valuable player uh, from that game will be handed a championship belt after the Big 12 title. Uh, what does that do for you, sir? You know, I think I'm more of an AEW guy these days. But, you know, once you're out of the 18 to 35-year-old <laughs> market, you just have to realize that none of this stuff is for you. And if the kids and the recruits and the players like it, the young fan base likes it, then I like it too. Okay. Um, we got a, we got a movie coming out, wrestling, by the way. The Von Erichs, the one about, I think it's called The Iron Claw or Iron Claw or something. Zach yep, Efron. Yep. Efron. Uh, is uh, is is part of that. So, I mean, that's kind of more. I think you're a little bit younger than I am, Mike. But that's a little bit more in our wheelhouse. The Von Erics. I'd like to see the Freebirds represented. Perhaps Kamala, the Great Kabuki, others to make appearances. But uh, that is royalty when it comes to North Texas, with the Von Erics in a movie about the Von Erics, a team. Uh, uh, you know, obviously a family that's been touched by so much tragedy. That, to me, is a must-watch, okay? Whether this thing gets good reviews, horrible reviews, whatever, I am going to go watch The Iron Claw. Yeah, got to do it. Uh, I think football and professional wrestling is what bonded my father and I as I was growing up. I was allowed to miss bedtimes for for Monday night wars and stuff. I was kind of of the the Shawn Michaels, Stephen Austin kind of uh, era of professional wrestling. So I think, uh, I think it's getting back big again because guys, our ages are, uh, are getting older. We got kids and, you know, taking them to wrestling, kind of reintroducing them to that. It feels like sneakers and wrestling has had a, uh, revolution over the last couple of years. <laughs> what kind of sneakers? I'll tell you, I've got my Roger Federer OCs on today. How's your sneaker game? I am a pretty big sneakerhead. I uh, when I was younger, my my family was not in the position to buy those kind of shoes before school year, and I always thought when I had some disposable income, I would go get into the Jordan thing. And so I am definitely one of those inflicted with the illness. <laughs> okay, all right, that is uh, that is uh, somewhat of an illness. Now, uh, Jeff Trailer and Mike Elko come up uh, in a column you wrote about this A&M coaching search. And it's interesting to me that R.C. Slocum's name is coming up so much because I just try to remind people, boy, y'all were really tired of R.C. at one point. But, you know, history is kind to people. And you look back and go, oh, those were the good old days. And they were good days because he won for a lot of years. Uh, But, yeah, they want to find their next R.C. Slocum. Um, are, where are you, what kind of, are you getting any feel for this thing as we get into it? And do you think those two names that you wrote about are at least, I mean, I, I just have a hard time seeing them do a trailer. Um, and I, I, I love the guy. I've had him on. I know you talked to him and written about him and everything. But they, it's hard for the Aggies to go hire 
the UTSA football coach. To me, that's it's a hard thing for them to get their arms around and their brains around. Yeah, no doubt. There's going to be uh, mixed feelings in that room about Trailer because he's only done it at UTSA. You know, I, I think the the pros for for Jeff Trailer is he's been at Texas, he's been at Arkansas, he's been a big time recruiter at those places, and so he's shown the ability to do that. You know, I I think that you know A and M has to weigh the splashy hire versus the right hire, and the splashy hire may end up being the right hire. But there's no exact formula for this. They went big, splashy, former national championship head coach last time with Jimbo, and that didn't work out. They went hot shot G5 head coach with Kevin Sumlin, and that didn't work out. They went hot shot coordinator from the NFL with Mike Sherman, and that didn't work out. And so a lot of it is, is I think, industrial, like it has to do with Texas A&M. And, and what I think that Ross Bjork meant when he said finding their new R.C. Slocum or next R.C. Slocum is finding somebody that understands the culture. Jimbo Fisher, mm-hmm. not only is he not a Texan, but the first move he made when he got to the state of Texas was to meet with the trainer in Houston, not with the Texas High School Coaches Association. He completely skipped the THSDA coaching school uh, event this summer that everybody goes to. Stark included was at, um, and so he's just done a lot. Sorry about that. He's just done a lot of things over his uh, tenure there at A and M that pushed people away. And eventually, even if you're owed seventy six million dollars. When you push enough people away, there's there's usually no one left to stick up for you. I think that's what happened with Jimbo, and I think that's why Trailer is in the running here. I think most places tend to hire the opposite of what they had. It's almost like an ex-girlfriend situation. When you date somebody that's one way, you kind of go the other with the next one, and I think that's true in coaches. They had somebody that was kind of irritable, that wasn't very front-facing, that wasn't very community-oriented, that didn't do a lot of the kissing hands and shaking bait, all that kind of stuff. Um, and trailer is a former high school coach that does those things, that loves those things, that really ingratiates himself within a community. I think that's why he's attractive to the brass at A&M because he represents a breath of fresh air uh, compared to Fisher. But like you, I think when the chips are down, mm-hmm. somebody like Dan Landing or somebody like Mike Elko or, you know, Kevin Labore or Kevin uh, at, at uh, Washington, somebody like that, is going to get the get the call, but I do think Trailer is going to be one of the two or three names in this thing to the end. Jimbo not talking to Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine—that was uh, a bit of news to me. Dave Wilson, our friend from ESPN, had that. So how dare he, Mike Craven? I'm sorry, <laughs> y'all have privately been dealing with that, and uh, I think you're right. You, you know, you turn down enough people, at some point you're like, now where are my friends? Okay, and and, and the coaches in Texas, I mean, that's just 101, right? That's just basic understanding of, uh, of how to handle yourself. And so that is just brazen in nature and just kind of like, hey, I don't have to do these things. I'm above that. And, uh, and you look around at some point and go, you know what? They are, they are going to pay this thing out. They are going to pay me not to coach. And uh, and so he can go off in his merry way. Did you see? Did you hear? Gary Patterson was on with me the other day, and he wants back in. I don't think it'll be at Texas A and M, but um, he he did not mince words. He has put together in his mind a staff, and he would be ready to go. Like if Trailer got hired somewhere, um, I mean there would be a, a place UTSA could go immediately. He probably is thinking a little higher level, and maybe even like if Climate or somebody got hired, 
I think Gary would be, be you know, that would be uh, uh, because he went to K-State and all of that. What do you think about Gary Patterson? Do you think he would be a viable choice for one of these uh, jobs? Obviously, he had an incredible run with the Frogs. I think that depends on how long Coach Patterson would want to do it. You know, and so if he if he wanted to go three or five years, if you were in a place like UTSA where you had already been winning and the infrastructure was there and it's just about getting a really smart ball coach in there and continuing it on, I think that would be a great hire. If you're a place like, I don't know, Houston, who's kind of building it up and still – getting recruiting going and funding and trying to catch up to the big 12 programs. Well, he may not be around long enough to get those guys in the, in the position to win. So I think it kind of depends on where you at, where you're at as a program. Uh, but any, but anytime somebody has the success that, that coach Patterson has had for as long as he has, uh, it'd be silly not to at least bet him and see what he's about and what he's thinking going in. I just wonder you know, football changes so fast nowadays with the portal and NIL. I, I would want to know what his feelings were about that stuff, too, before I hired him at a, at a bigger school that, that needed those things to work mm-hmm. well. Well, he told me he sees it now as an opportunity and you don't have to grow players up as much. Like, he's totally spinning it differently now and uh, has a different look at the NIL and the portal. And of course, if you want to coach again, you better have that. And uh, Baylor's finding out the hard way. Uh, they're trying to get in the NIL race. They're a little late getting in the race. I think they're going to get in it. Um, will Dave Aranda still be the coach as they get in it? Can he be? You know, he hasn't exactly embraced it. He admitted he was slow on the portal. Um, do you, if they lose these last couple of games, I mean, do you see, is this like a 50-50 thing to you? Or, I mean, to me, you go 1-7 at home. Man, that's hard. That is hard to then make the argument to your fan base. Yeah, I think we're going to try this. At the same time, I love Dave Aranda. I really do. I think he's a high-character guy and a great football coach, but it's just not working. It's certainly not working here right now, and there's probably a lot of factors for that. How do you see uh, the Aranda thing unfolding? Yeah, I mean, I, I like you. I truly enjoy Dave Aranda. I, I think he's good for college. Well, he's good for the coaching ranks just because a guy who's different, I think, is good to show that there's different ways to be a coach. You don't always have to be – kind of that same uh, stereotype we have for a head football coach. Uh, but you're getting paid a lot of money. And, you know, Baylor's shown over the last 10, 15 years that with multiple coaches, they can achieve a lot of things. And, and with Texas and Oklahoma leaving the Big 12 and with the playoff expanding, you know, why not Baylor? Why can't Baylor be in that discussion, you know, most years to be one of those playoff teams to, to compete in the Big 12? They've done it with three different coaches. And so I think if you're, if you're the, the Baylor brass, if this was, if the buyout was zero, I think we both know where this would go. And yeah. So it, it just depends on how much money you want to spend and if that money is worth it. I guess my argument for making the move would be, how much money are you going to lose by having a half-empty stadium the next year if things don't get turned around? Mm-hmm. Uh, the fan base and, and the perception of the program and the momentum of the program tends to make these decisions more than the on-field product. Like I was part. I was at the Statesman when Herman got fired, and it wasn't so much that the on-field product wasn't great, which it really wasn't. It was more that the fan base and the donors and the recruits weren't buying in anymore. And as soon as that's not happening, you almost have no choice. And so I know Mac doesn't want to make that move. I know Randa's you know, a fun guy. I'm sure he's a great guy to have as an employee, as a head coach, as a figurehead uh, for your university. Uh, but athletics is about winning. Major college football is about winning, and they haven't done yeah. enough of that. I think there's a big decision ahead. 
Yeah, Trailer is kind of uh, in the Joey McGuire, right? I mean, just they, they those guys, and you've uh, interviewed both those guys. Y'all had them on the cover a few years ago, Texas Football Magazine, uh, Dave Campbell's Texas Football. That, that's they're they're very similar. I don't know personalities, probably different personalities, but just backgrounds. Their unbelievable success at the high school level. So, like, if Baylor's came open. Trailer to me would probably make more sense at Baylor than A and M because, like you say, the Aggies can't get their arms around that. Baylor's already won with a with a successful high school coach in Art Bryles. I mean, they it, and of course that ended poorly because of all, all the reasons we know. But they know that a guy like that can coach, and what he's done at UTSA is pretty impressive. So I guess to me, he would be a better fit at Baylor than in Aggieland. I think he'd probably do fine there, but but I think you and I are on the same page. I don't think that'll probably happen. Yeah, I think he's probably a, a job or two away from a, a you know from an A&M or a Texas. Uh, I know Baylor would probably be attractive to him. I mean, like I said, I mean, multiple coaches have proven you can win there. Uh, obviously, the facilities are great. The fan support is great. I think NIL – kind of is that next step for Baylor, and, and we'll see how they embrace that or don't embrace that uh, behind the scenes. Because, one, it's just a tough one, right? Like, I understand the pros and the cons to the NIL. It's a very, you know, uh, fluid conversation. But you have to at least pe- appear to be wanting to go that way and to being pro player, whether that's true or not. And it just doesn't seem like Baylor has recruited as well during the Aranda years as they were uh, during the rural McGuire years. And, you know, most of this stuff comes down to your personnel, and the personnel is just not as good anymore. I think a guy like Trailer would would absolutely come in there and probably help uh, the overall talent level. All right. Mike Craven, um, how's your uh, tour coming? You were going to go uh, 13 weeks, 13 FBS stadiums in Texas, trying to see what week we might be on here. Oh, UNT at SMU. Okay, that just happened. So now we're, we've got a UTSA game. That would be an Alamo uh, Dome game with uh, USF. I think you should reserve the right. If you think it's going to be a bad game, you should be able to bell out on this schedule. Have you stuck to this, and uh, how's that thing gone? Yeah, no, I've, I've stuck to it. You know, we're, we're going to partner with Texas Monthly and make a coffee book after the season. You know, hopefully it'll be ready for, for buy when the summer magazine is. We're you know, kind of each week will be a chapter. So week one, I was at the TCU game. So chapter one will be kind of a history of TCU and the football program, where to eat around campus, all that kind of, just a guide uh, to Texas football. I wanted to go uh, to this UTSA game on Friday one, because it allows me to go to whatever game I need to on Saturday uh, without missing it. But it's also senior night. And, you know, I went to UTSA before there was football um, and guys like Frank Harris, guys like Rashad Wisdom at, at, at UTSA who are going to graduate and play their last game. Uh, on Friday really changed, honestly, my degree. You know, like my degree is more valuable because of the success they've had uh, at the football program and because of guys like that. So it'll be a, a big night in San Antonio. I think it'll be a, a cool. The Friday night thing's weird. You know, like the Texas high school football playoffs are going on, so it's definitely yeah. a attendance at SMU last week, and you could obviously see the remnants of that. 8 p.m. kickoff central time. Uh, it's kind of weird. You know, it's all because of television, but – uh, it's been a lot of fun. I mean, I really enjoy football. I really enjoy uh, the history and the, the traditions around the state. So it's it's uh, it's been a lot of fun, and uh, luckily it's not on my dime. So it's been even more enjoyable. That's nice. And what was your – you were Texas at Baylor, and so and obviously you've been to McLean before. Do you remember what was your uh, 
What was your go-to restaurant that you ended up writing about in, in Waco? So we kept it pretty. So we're trying, it's still in the works, but we're trying to do more like not your favorite places as much as like the traditionally, the traditional places that like Baylor students would have gone forever or maybe been in Waco for a while. So Fat Camp, George's, you know, kind of the staples around town are probably the ones we're going to write about. What'd you call it? What'd you say? What camp did you say? In it, in it, Fat Camp. What is it called? Health Camp. Yeah, Health, Health camp. camp. Sorry, is Fat Camp a movie? Where did I get that from? I think Fat Camp is a movie. I think that's, <laughs> I think that's right. I was like, yeah, Health Camp is a great, uh, and it's a funny name, but it is an unbelievable. In fact, it was cold and rainy the other night, and I just my car just automatically drove over there to Health Camp, and uh, my and the hard name part may be more realistic for it. <laughs> I think so. If you've seen me lately, yeah. But uh, I uh, going around that circle. By the way, I've done it many, many times, Mike. And I still the other night I was like, how do I get? How do I get around this thing and then get into Health Camp? Like it's it feels kind of dangerous. And so I kind of pulled over and went through Rudy's or whatever, but, like, it's still – I've only been doing this for, like, 30 years or something, and I still have a little trouble. I mean, it's almost like you're in a – you know, you're in a European country or something when you're going around that circle. It's very – it can be – it can be a little tricky. Yeah, driving through Waco can always be a little tricky, but it's gotten better. <laughs> it, has, it, has, it has gotten a lot better. I will give – I will – I always said that I hated Dallas mostly because I had to drive there down I-35, and, and the, it is getting better and better, so I'm going to have to find a new shtick. <laughs> okay, all right. You'll come up with uh, you'll come up with something. All right, Mike, uh, really appreciate it, and uh, we'll be reading all your stuff as we uh, all these coaching searches and everything happens, and then we'll get your full report, UTSA. That'll be, a, that'll be a good one. You'll know your way around that town and that city and the food and the whole thing, so appreciate you being on. Absolutely, anytime. All right, Mike Craven. Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine.